Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, this week, not Victor, as Yay. you can see, or here, is Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Because the price is right. That's right. <laughs> Welcome it's to the like, price is right. right. That's right. <laughs> hey, you know what? If I'm going to have to pay, at least I'll pay for somebody <laughs> the caliber of you. Uh, well, that's lovely for you to say. <laughs> but no, Deacon Jeff, it's good to have you here. Victor is, uh, I think he's at a Cubs game or something. I think he took his family I think he had a hair appointment. I'm not, I think that's he had a hair appointment. That's right. Is that what it was? <laughs> yes. I don't know. He cares a lot about his quaff. He, uh, well, he, he drove all the way to Chicago to do it. So that's a, He loves his hair. <laughs> that's right. Go to the Windy City so you can get that wind cut looked right, right? So, But, no, I'm glad to have you in here. Uh, he is, I think, I think he and his family went up uh, Thursday and just made a trip, went up through Springfield, stopped the Abraham Lincoln I Museum, saw something on that. Facebook, saw them enjoying a game somewhere. So yeah. that must be it. Yeah, so I think that's where he was. But who knows? Victor's everywhere. But I, as I said, I'm glad you're here. Glad to be um, here. Man, it's been a great week. We we went uh, last weekend to over to Little Rock. This was this was a quick trip. Was able to drive two hours over to Little Rock to Jim Marconi's uh, brother's parish. Father, or Actually, he was the pastor. I have a new pastor now, Father Daniel. But he was there forever, Holy Souls over there, uh, Father John Marconi. And we were invited by him a while back to come over there and do our restored parish mission and start a men's group. And How'd that go? It went great. Uh, you know, we had we had a good crowd for the for the retreat itself. Um, got a lot of, uh, of feedback from people that uh, just the message really hit home with them with the identity and this, this am I really living this deep rela- uh, personal relationship with Jesus? So we went through all of that, and then we had about 20 guys show up for the men's group training, too, and implementation. So all that's going to go well there. I know Father Daniel's really excited about it, and the men that were there seem to be committed to it. So that's the key. You know, what I've been finding out over the last few uh, missions that we've done, Deacon Jeff, is what really makes that fruit last is having the people that are on the ground there that are committed to it. I mean, Guys are saying, we're going to take this and run with it. This isn't just a visit where guys are going to come in and, and do a couple things and then hopefully it works. They're really taking onus and ownership of it. And when that happens, you know, we look back and see these are the groups that are being successful and continue to move forward. So I'm excited about that starting over there. Um, we've got a couple more opportunities coming up in November. Uh, we're going up to Jasper, Indiana. But if you're somebody that's looking for a men's group, and in fact, we got an email from a guy today saying there's nothing in my area. And I answered him back and said, well, maybe that's a, a, a good it's thing. It's a sign to, from God. Yeah, for you to, <laughs> to get involved and maybe start one. You're looking yeah. for it. Uh, maybe you're the guy. So if you're interested in bringing us into your parish, this is what we're doing full time in this ministry now. When we're not making podcasts, we're out going places, boots on the ground, in, in helping parishes, you know, pastors and, and men in a parish get things started for men. It is so needed right now. I mean, again, I saw the stat the other day that, you know, when, when the father's leading the family, 93% of kids stay Catholic. And when he's not, it's 14%. I mean, you can look around. If you don't, if you don't think you make a difference, this is your way to know. Well, right. You do. You make a huge difference. Right. And I think there's, there's a point to be made, too, about what leading actually looks like. Like, not you know begrudgingly getting in the in the car to go to right. church and the last one in but the person that is actually leading it saying i want to go to church and, and not just in your words but by the actions of your life right the one that's praying before meal that's asking their kids to pray that's really leading you know your family in the faith 
there's a difference in just going through the motions and actually doing it. And that's what these groups help do is to bring men into a relationship with Jesus, a deeper relationship with Jesus, and then also a relationship with other men that keep them buoyed up, if you will, lifted up and, and keeping, you know, walking on that same path. Because as you and I know, it's very hard to be a, to be a Catholic, period. It's hard right. to be a Christian. If you don't find it hard, you're probably not doing it right. And that's not to be a, like a judgmental finger pointed at somebody, but that's just the truth. Being a Christian is not easy if we're doing it right. So if you're interested in starting a group, being a part of a group, if you want us to come in and give a mission, you can do all of that by going to justagotinthepew.com. In the middle of our book and events me or book me events page is a section on starting men's groups. You can go there, you can click on it, fill out the form. Uh, my assistant Lucy or myself will get in touch with you, and we can come and, and and help get this going in your parish. We have openings through the beginning of 2023, so if you're looking to do that, go ahead and call us so we can get you on the calendar. Also, we have the pilgrimage to uh, Israel coming up to the Holy Land with Father Larry Richards in May of next year. I think we have about 50 people signed up right now. We still have plenty of room. Uh, it's going to be a great trip. Looking forward to going over there. Angela, my wife's going to go. Uh, I know some other folks uh, that have been involved in the ministry that you've heard on here or seen are going to go. So it's going to be a great trip. If you want to go walk in the footsteps of Christ, then let's go do it together. It's going to be an awesome time, and I hope that you will join us. You can do that by going, again, to our events book me page, and there's a pilgrimage piece in there, and you can sign up And what up better there. thing to do than walk next to the footprints of John Edwards. Right, Johnny right. Awesome. All you have to do is follow the ones that look like Bigfoot was walking through. The size Sasquatch 16. was sighted right, right, in Israel. Right. If you see the size 16 and the gleaming bald head, you're in the right place. But no, now that we got all that out of the way, Deacon Jeff, you know, I, you were in here a couple of weeks ago and we had the, the blessing to have Ralph Martin in here and, and as part of the show. And, and he was, you know, came and spoke at our parish and all those great things. And there was something that he said uh, during that interview. You know, we were talking about repentance and relationship and all those things and what he preaches about a lot. Um, but one thing he said when we were talking about um, sinning and getting rid of sin in your life, he said it's not just enough to quit sinning. It, you have to lose the affection for sin. And I never heard it put like that before. In Catholic parlance, yeah. we sometimes hear the phrase attachment to sure. sin. But but affection to sin is much more convicting. Right. Right. You can say, like, I can't help it. I'm attached to sin. Sure. Concupiscence. It's my the first parents, you know, Adam and Eve. It's your fault. But the reality is to have an affection for yeah. sin is actually to to kind of desire it yeah. a little bit. That's a little scarier for us to admit that we, that it, we it fall is. into that trap. It makes you it makes you have that weird hot feeling inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you've like, been found really out. Like this? I've been found out. <laughs> right, right. It's just like, you know, I've seen it with guys that, that are, are struggling with porn and stuff. They're, you know, you start digging down into it and the type porn they're watching and then they get even more um, worried or more disgusted by their behavior. But it's like, yeah, you're saying you don't want to do this anymore, but there's some affection you have there as to why you keep going back to it. And there's something there deeper than just than just saying, I want to quit doing this. We also have to get rid of that desire to do it. And, and it's true in other aspects uh, of sin, uh, whether it's uh, if you have anger management issues. Mm -hmm. It's not enough just to every once in a while be a little perturbed at the person in front of you in traffic, right? It, it, just, it just grows and gets bigger and deeper yeah. and worse, and you feel worse. Yeah. Right. And there's a physiological thing that happens as well where your body starts to respond in a way 
uh, chemically sure. to some of this stuff. And it gets yeah. used to certain things. And it's easy to be affected uh, and infected. And then you, then you have this affection yeah. for sin. It's <laughs> scary. Right. You know? and, I mean, a great example, too, uh, that one that a lot of people could probably uh, relate to is like drinking too much. Right? You know, how many times have people drank too much in their life and you get up, I've done it a million times, and say, oh, I'm never drinking again in my life, I feel terrible, and blah, 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 or I missed mass because it was a Saturday night or whatever. And we say we're never going to do it again, but then, you know, three nights, a week, a month later, yeah. we're doing it again. And, you know, it, it's something I think we all, we, we wonder why we continue to fall to repetitive and habitual sins or why we continue to struggle with things. And, yes, there's addiction, right? I mean, I don't want to play that down with so many people have made choices the wrong choice is so long that now there's a physical thing as you were alluding to there in a minute, a minute ago that keep us attracted to these things. But I I think it's, it's another way we have to look at our life too. When we're trying to really be better and trying to change our life is, Mm -hmm. you know, Deacon Jeff, one thing I I know when I go to confession sometimes, and we're so, we're so blessed as Catholics to have the sacrament reconciliation to help us through some of these repetitive sins, because we're going in there to receive the grace of the Lord, which is the main factor in, helping us to get rid of these things. But oftentimes, I, and even in my own life, I, I go in there, I'm telling Father what I did. You know, it's almost like you're hosing off in there, yeah. right? And then and then all of a sudden you go, okay, good. And he says, say your act of contrition. And before you're done with it, especially if you're reading it and you don't have it memorized, which is my problem too, I'll read it. And then you just kind of go through it. And next thing you know, he's saying, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I absolve you your sins and, you know, go forth and send, and, and, you know, send no more. Now you've got a clean slate. Right. right in your mind. You've got right. a clean slate, ready to go. Sure. But you, we oftentimes forget that last line where it's like, I firmly resolve to send no more. Or I, I make a, a firm resolution to amend my life and send no more. Oftentimes we forget that and we don't yeah. take that seriously. And, you know, I've got a quote here from John Paul II. And he talks about three things that have to be in a confession to make them really valid. And he says, confession must be humble and complete, accompanied by a firm and generous purpose of amendment for the future, and lastly, by the trust that the same amendment will be achieved. Yeah. And I don't know that we always, when we go in there, that we're actually thinking about it. Yeah, I I agree. And I I will say this, though. I like the the sort of old-school version Mm -hmm. of the uh, act of contrition that I do, and the the one that ends like the way the first you started to say it, I firmly resolve. Yeah. Because it says that, first of all, I firmly resolve. That's a big statement. That's huge. But But then it goes on, and it says, with the help of your grace. Yeah. Right? And we And we don't want to forget that. So that's not just like a... Uh, hey Lord, I'm just going to do something that's impossible, and I hope it works out. Sure, right? Because you're not you're not doing this. Like I, I firmly resolve, with the help of your grace, yeah. to sin no more, and then to avoid the near occasion of sin. Yeah, right. So it's like, yeah, that stuff is kind of a thing that we skip over because we just we've got it memorized, and we so we, gotta, <laughs> we say it real quick, and, yeah. and it's like, oh, and it, plus your stress level, what happens in a normal confession? You know, you're sure. thinking about that. That big, that big sin where you, you know, the, you murder the neighbor's dog or whatever the horrible <laughs> sin is that you've done, and you do all these little small sins around it, yeah. and you can then you kind of go like, I think it's, I think it's time to sneak in that sin because we're so wrapped up in our confession and we we plan all the words out ahead sure, of time, yeah, oh yeah. right? I, I'm speaking for myself, but I imagine there's some guys out there nodding their heads, going like, <laughs> sure. I do that too. Oh, we've already looked for the foreign language priest and he's not available. Oh sure, yeah. You know, and so we we stress about that. And then when we receive the grace, I have to admit, there was a turning point in my life where I went to confession after having not been a long time. And I still remember, and the hair still stands up on the back of my neck, when I, at the moment when he said the words of absolution, right, when that happened, 
and I realized what was actually happening, sure, it, it, it changed a lot. So then, like those those words in the act of contrition now suddenly start to mean more. It's like it's almost like that's a really big I love you and thank you. Yeah. Right. You know, and I'm going to I really promise I resolve I'm going to do better. Sure. It's and still it, not easy. No, it's not. It's not. And, and you're you're hoping that God's I mean, you have God's grace in front of you. God is basically saying, I'm going to give you what you need to get past this. Right. But just like our salvation. Right. We still have a part to play in it. We can't just say, OK, God, thanks for the grace. Now, you know, a magic wand. Just I'll never do this again or I'm never right. going to do this. We have to start making the choices in our life to 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 get rid of these things. Like for instance, porn's an easy one to pick on. If you walk out there and you say, okay, I never want to watch porn again. Is it because you're feeling bad? You're feeling dirty, shameful. I mean, all those things that's, that's, that's okay. But are you, if you're married, are you sitting there saying like, this hurts my wife, mm. right? This hurts myself. This ultimately, and more importantly, offends God. And now I'm going to make the choice not to do this in my life anymore. But what is that choice followed up by? Because it better be action, right? It, it better be, okay, how am I going to do this? I think Ralph said something along the lines of most people, they wish that they were better about something, but wishing you're better at something isn't a plan to be better at something. Like we better start saying, okay, with, in, the, in, the, in the instance of porn, how am I going to never watch this again? Okay, right? so I know I'll speak to the guys again. Sure, yeah. Based on my own personal example yeah. uh, of you know someone who wanted to start like, working out more. Yeah. So I bought a treadmill and the treadmill sat in my room and it essentially became a clothes hamper. Sure. Right. And yeah. so it's like, Hey, I'm getting healthier. Cause I, I bought a treadmill. Someone says, Hey, how often do you use it? It's like, change the subject, change the subject. You know, <laughs> it, we don't, we don't often, it's not followed up by the action. Right. It, so it, 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 I did make the action of going to the store and finding a good treadmill and buying it, but then I didn't use it. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's the same thing. It is. It is. We have to, we have to start doing the things and playing the things that are actually going to help us start. Like if you know that, for instance, this is where I, I struggle a lot still, if I'm not careful, if I drink too much, then I'm going to lose my inhibitions. I'm going to lose, yeah. you know, things like that. And then I may find myself watching something I shouldn't. So then, okay, if that's what's leading me to sin, then all of a sudden I have to say, okay, I'm really going to have to watch how I drink or how much I'm drinking or whatever that may be. You know, when I used to do drugs, I, I remember sitting there, and going, I really want to stop. And this is before, I, obviously, I was arrested and before I was you know, had a real relationship with God again. But, like, I remember sitting there multiple times on the couch and saying, all right, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, this isn't healthy for me. I'm I'm probably going to wind up dying. If Angel finds out, she's going to leave me. And I'd say, so I'm just not going to do it anymore. And i go, okay, that's it. I'm not going to do it anymore. And even the times I would go and I would take the drugs I had left and flush them down the toilet, I would find myself at the dealers the next day because I wasn't willing to erase this phone number. I wasn't willing to stop hanging out with the people that were doing the drugs. I wasn't willing to remove myself completely from that situation. Right. And if there's a porn situation, did you put covenant eyes right. on your phone? Did you did you start taking those yeah. actions? That that's exactly right. Because and we it's very prideful when we don't do that. Because we think, well, God, I don't need God's grace really because I can do it myself. Right. Right. I can do it myself. All I have to do is just do these things, but oftentimes we never do it. Or convince ourselves that God's grace doesn't require us to do something. Yeah. The first point <laughs> right? we were making, yeah, it yeah. doesn't require anything of me. And it's not right. I mean, it's just 
this is what scares me. Is I, I saw a quote earlier from St. Benedict Joseph Labray, I think is how you say his last name. Some of these lesser Shia LaBeouf. Saints, This is the quote Shia from LaBeouf. Shia. Yeah. This is from Shia LaBeouf last no. week when he became Catholic. Uh, now it says, the one of prior examination, true contrition, and a firm purpose of amendment is the cause of bad confessions and the ruin of souls. And he's saying the want here. Not the desire, not the going into this knowing exactly that I'm going in this to not do this anymore in my life. He's saying this could be the ruin of souls. Yeah. You know, and, and we want to, this plays into how a lot of times we can sit there and say, and fall to the sin of presumption to say, well, I went to confession and, and just just that that effort on my part, God's surely going to be merciful because I went in there and I did what I was supposed to do. And and it's like, no, it's, it's the church is pretty adamant about like you have to come out of there in a certain way. I mean, this isn't saying like, oh gosh, I don't want everybody to worry and go, I've never amended my life and now I'm going to hell. The point of everything in our life is to grow and to understand and and when you get a new understanding to start living differently. Yeah, and so the thing I would add there is we probably have just basically told everybody Man, you're in trouble, dude, because you've been <laughs> yeah, going through and right. making these confessions and you fall right back into sure. it. Nothing's what's really changed. And, I, and and people can get down themselves in that situation. Yeah. But but one of the things we should probably say that that's um, that I have to remember myself is that that old corporate ad, adage, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Sure. I mean, you've yeah. got to do something. Try yeah. something different. You know, initiate small steps that are gonna do it. You're you're not gonna fix an addiction. Uh, in a matter of minutes, no, not at all, right? And and I I pray for the grace that God would just erase all that desire in me to do the wrong thing, yeah. uh, just instantly, and I don't even have to think about it. Sure. But for some reason, it hadn't happened yet, uh, and so it's it's you've we've got to start to move. We 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 have to turn in that direction and move like the prodigal son. Yeah, I mean he he had to walk all the way back home. Yeah. Right now, the 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 father Covered did come out dumb. to meet. Yes, yeah. but the father the father came out to meet him. Yeah, right. He didn't mean make him come and kiss his rings sitting on his throne. He he ran out to meet him, and that's a beautiful, great gift. That but he had to turn. Yeah, right. He had to change. He had to, and then he had to kind of like walk that that walk of shame. Yeah, that's <laughs> he it. had to yeah. do that, and that's something he chose to do. He could have stayed there and said, "I really need to go home. Sure. I really need to get back there. It's much better back there. I really need to do that." But. He saw an elephant, and he could have yep. just said, "I'm not gonna, I can't do it. It's an, I'm in another country." Yeah, which a lot of us do. Yeah. You know, it's so too he, big, but it's he too came back. Yeah. And it's a happy ending. I don't want to blow the story. It is. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Well, hopefully, people have read it. <laughs> they but. killed the fatted calf <laughs> right. and made the older brother really mad. That's right. But I, I tell you, you know, it, it's, you know, the father's mercy was there. He was waiting on him, and I think that's part of the reason that. You know, we sometimes I think we can assume that mercy is always going to be there. Well, that's that's presume. Yeah, presume. Right? When you do that, yeah. that can be. Yeah. Okay, the mercy is always going to be there. Yes. Right, but we can't presume that we've already received it. Yes. Right. That's the sin right. of presumption is like God doesn't care about that. He's not going to because that just one step to the next leads you to a point of you're no longer availing yourself of the actual mercy. Sure. And there's a reason that we have penance, right? It's it's a whole it's a whole process. You go in there. Then you're making that 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 promise to amend your life, and then you're going out and you're doing the things the priest has given you to to amend, to further submit. Okay, I'm doing these things to for reparation, really, if you want right. to say it like that. And then I'm taking this seriously. And and you know, I guess the whole point of when Ralph said that to me, it really made me think. Or on this episode that we did together, it really made me go like, what am I still flirting with? You know, like what what things am I saying? Okay, I went to confession and I'm fine. But what things in my life am I still flirting around with? Yeah. You know, am I sitting there going, well, I, I, have I completely moved every temptation, every instance, every uh, 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 chance that I could fall to this in my life again? 
yeah, now, or yeah. or at least identified it. Sure. Yeah, triggers right, and things like that. Yeah, because yeah, you, you I mean, you think about like you, I like to watch those uh, like Born Identity and movies like yeah, that. Sure. You know, he walks into a room and he's already he can know like Assessing all seven everything. all <laughs> all seventeen license plates. What yeah. the, the waitress is left handed. It's sure. like all these things. Now that's a little bit excessive. Yeah. But we at least can go into back into out of the confessional, yeah. feeling great, receiving God's grace, and go. What are the things that led me here to the first place? What are the yeah. things that keep keep me bring me back? And maybe I need to to do something here or here or here. At least yeah. identify those things. Yeah, because I think that's that's where we continue to fall is that we don't do that. We honestly, whether it, and I don't think this is intentional on a lot of people's parts, but we just uh, it, it's it's awkward for a lot of people to go to confession in the first yeah. place. It's uncomfortable, as you said. We go in there and there's almost a sigh of relief of like, oh, I told somebody right. I feel better, even if they don't feel better. It's just it's off my chest and then we just kind of go and, and hope that it's not going to happen again. We have to trust in God's grace that his grace is enough. But again, there has to be this, this action plan in our life. And like, it's what you're saying, like the born identity. I mean, I love those movies too. And he goes in and he's sitting with his back against the wall in every place. So he could see every right. exit. He could see everybody coming in and it's almost like, all right, now I have the situational situational awareness in my life to where I'm going to see these things coming. You know, I know that when I go here, I'm going to have a, a, a chance to fall or to slip or to sin. I know when I hang out with these people that, that I'm going to be in a bad place that brings me to a bad place. I know if I watch something on Netflix I'm not supposed to watch, right, then it might lead me to, to treat my wife a certain way or to sin in a certain way. We, we have to start identifying those things, and that's part of being a mature Christian, right, it is really saying, okay, God has given me his mercy. God has given me his grace. It's there waiting for me. But I have to still do something in my life to continue to make sure that I don't fall again. And and I don't know. I mean, I know we talk about this stuff a lot. But but in a way, if we're not doing those things, then we're still sort of being disobedient. Right? If we're, if we're not... If we're not taking this seriously and just and we're just going in there and going, man, whew, I feel better. Glad to get that out of here. Got that right. monkey off my back. But then we don't go and do the other things we need to do: the penance, the amending, the, that building, that firm resolve. And I mean, that, maybe we should even define what amend means. I mean, in the in the dictionary, it says the firm resolution required of a penitent to receive valid absolution in the sacrament of penance. He or she must resolve to avoid, by the grace of God, not only the sins confessed, but also the near occasions to sin. Right. That's the part I think we fall to more often than not, is not avoiding the near occasions. We open to ourselves sin. up to all kinds of things right. when we think, like, that's not a problem. You, you described it perfectly when yeah. you're talking about Netflix. And I, I'll look at the description of shows, yeah. and, and you know, Bess and I, my wife and I, will just we'll, we'll look at the, start to so trying to watch something together. And it doesn't take, but... Like just one little perusal, and and you look at the stars, and you start to go like, what's the rating? Yeah, this is not going to go in the right sure. direction. I can just tell you it's not. So why yeah. why think like, well, it may be not that bad, and you know I'm feeling pretty strong and stalwart, and yeah. you know I've I think I've I got what it takes to be able to make it through this, and it's like you find out quickly you don't. Yeah, I mean, and it really is. I mean, we we still think that we have the strength a lot of times on our own, very prideful. Well, let's just for instance use drinking. You know, I'm going to quit drinking or I'm not going to drink like that, but I still continue to go to the same bar I always went to. I still continue to hang out with the same people I always hung out with that are doing the same thing. And again, we have to make those hard decisions in our life. And that's what Jesus meant, you know, and I think it's Matthew 5, 29, when he's right. saying, like, if your eyes cause you to sin, pluck it out. You know, if, if your if your right arm's causing you to sin, cut it off. 
And he's saying it's better to lose that one thing than to spend your life in hell. And I think this is where we have to take things seriously and, and, and really understand that Jesus means what he says all the time, not just some of the time. And, it, and while it is, as Ralph said in that episode, it's Jewish hyperbole. He's not asking you to cut your arm off and mutilate right. yourself. What he's saying is trying to, what he's trying to do is get you to realize the gravity yeah, otherwise of sin. I, you'd call me stumpy. Right, that's right. <laughs> I'd have I think, nothing left. I think all of us would be just rolling around the floor with no way to like turn over unless honey, the wind Honey, blows. hand me that apple. That's right. <laughs> Never can't, mind. Can't see, can't talk, can't hear. Just, yeah, yeah. just a hunk of meat on the ground. No, but that you're exactly right. And I think that's what we have to be more serious about in our life is, is you know, we can't just say, I want to quit this. I want to stop this with my whole heart. I want to stop this. Those are good things, but we have to realize that when we're going into confession, not only are we going in there to feel clean, to feel better, but we're making a promise to the risen Lord that I'm going to be different, that I'm going to change, that I'm going to have metanoia, if you want to call it that, but just have that turning away from whatever is causing And this this doesn't happen just uh, to religious folk. It doesn't just happen to us Catholic guys. It it happens everywhere. I, uh, oddly enough, was... uh, uh, in uh, a bathroom at a bowling alley. Now that can conjure up all kinds of images immediately. Yeah. But there was a young man who was kind of Were washing you just his hands. Communion or no? <laughs> I was just evangelizing. Oh, was, you know, or bowling. I don't remember which one it was. But what are you guys doing in here? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So this young man uh, was sitting there and he looked uh, pretty bothered and he and it looks like he had been crying, uh, but he looked like a young man that was out. Uh, in sort of a party mode. Sure. Right. But he looked really distressed. And so he just volunteered to start talking to me. Cause I'm like, I just need to wash my hands and leave. You know, <laughs> this is not going to go well, whatever this is. And, and he just, all he said was, it was just, it was really kind of strange. He just said, you know, I've just totally ruined my life. You know, I've just destroyed my life with drugs. I know I shouldn't have done this. I know I shouldn't. It's like, he was like this confession. I'm yeah. a deacon. I can't hear your confession. Sure. Uh, I can hear it, but I can't do anything about it. But the reality is he was just telling me this. And he said this like in a very rational, reasonable, just like he'd, he'd thought through this. And at the end, he didn't say anything. Like yeah. He didn't ask me a question. It was like this, I have to tell somebody. So he said that to me, and I'm sort of looking at him. And, and I said, well, why don't you do something about it? Amen. Yeah. Why don't you, I mean, do something. Yeah. Change something. Don't tell me you, you want to change this. And, and until uh, that story didn't come to mind until you're sitting there telling me sure. what we're talking about. It just bubbled up. And the Holy Spirit says, see, that's what was happening with this young man. I have no idea what happened to him. Yeah. I have no idea where he is. Never seen him again. I hope and pray that he's fine. But the honest truth yeah. is so many of us are a young man ready to party in a bathroom at a bowling alley <laughs> with a problem. With a deacon. <laughs> with a deacon. <laughs> and, and, we, and we really have to, like, take this seriously. What, what are we going to do differently? Yeah. It reminds me of the rich young man. I mean, I know it's a parable for a different story most of the time. But in this instance we're talking about, it's like Jesus is coming to you in that confessional or in a moment in your life, a rock bottom or in a bathroom at a bowling alley. And he's saying, it's it's almost like you're saying to him, I want to be better. I want to be different. What do I need to do? And he tells you, and then you go, it's too hard. Right. Right. I'm I'm just going to walk away, you know, And, and it says he walked away sad. And how many times do we all feel that way in our life because we're not taking that extra step, right? Where Jesus is giving us that mercy and that grace in the sacrament of confession. And he's asking us to do our part. 
And and if you're a guy out here that's struggling with all of that, if you're if you have a repetitive sin or or multiple sins in your life, and you do have the courage to go to confession, God bless you in the first place because a lot of men don't. Hey, grace but, happens yeah. there. Let's be honest. Grace, amazing things can happen yeah. with amazing grace. It's it's a good thing. So don't not go to confession sure. because you have repetitive sin. Right. Go because that grace is helping. Yeah, it's like having an onion and you're trying to peel back the layers. Like hopefully you've got a good confessor, and each time you're finding out more about why you're you're, you're committing that sin. Hopefully it's not somebody just going, okay, you did what? All right, thank you, absolution. Somebody's working with you through that, you know. But, yeah, we have to eventually, when we go, just start paying more attention to that last line of, of, of the act of contrition. I'm promising to change my life. Now, again, our Lord understands that we're not perfect. He yeah. knows that, that none of us are except for him and his mother that walked this earth and that we're probably going to fall again. But it's our part in that is doing every single thing we can to make sure we don't. And if we are unsuccessful, the Lord says, all right, come back and let's try again. Let's start over because he is a merciful father. But that doesn't excuse us from doing our part. Right. Right. We can't just we can't just dance around our sins. We have to break up with them. And those breakups, if, if you've had a breakup in your life with with somebody you love or somebody that, you know, has been a part of your life, it's not always easy. It's hard. It's hurtful. Sometimes you walk away very sad and very empty. When I made the decision or when the Memphis police uh, helped you, <laughs> the Memphis police helped me make a decision in my life and that jail cell and the Lord came to me, it was not easy. You know, I, I knew other people that I could have gone out and called that could have gotten me more drugs, but I had to make that decision in my life. I'm done. I'm done. There are more important things than this in my life. I'm not just going to say I don't want to do this anymore. It's come to a point in my life where I have to not do it. I know we're going to wrap the show up here pretty sure. soon, but it's just one last thing that I would add. Uh, St. Paul said it so beautifully. In that, in that uh, scripture where he talks about, I rejoice in my sufferings for yeah. your sake, right? When he says that, what he goes on to say is that he makes up in his flesh what's lacking in the afflictions of Christ. Yeah. And you stop and think for a second, like, what could possibly? I thought Christ died on the cross for us, and that was all we need. Yeah, it's like well, so what could? What is Saint Paul talking about? What could possibly be lacking in the afflictions of Christ? The only thing lacking is you. Yep, your participation, <laughs> you yep. doing something, you receiving the grace that came from that cross, right? What he did on that cross, you taking that, and then putting it into work. Yeah, because that's what it's intended for. Amen, amen. And that's that's really where the rubber meets the road with being a Christian is is we, we're Catholic. We don't believe in presumption. It's not enough for Jesus just to have died. It's enough for us to have the door open to be able to go to heaven again yeah. and be in reconciliation with the Father. But we have to pick up our cross and follow. We have to lay down our life. We have to do the things that he's asked us to do. This is a hard one. This is one of the hardest things is realizing there are issues in my life. They're hurting me. They're hurting my family. They're hurting people I love. They're making me not be the person that I'm created to be. I have to get rid of them. And I can't just hope for it. I have to do something about it. Right. And one more St. Sure, Paul quote. Yeah. If you deny him, he'll deny you. Amen. That always sounds harsh, right? But if you say, I don't love you, God, he'll say, I respect you. I yeah. respect your free choice. Yeah. He says, but if you're unfaithful to him, he will never be unfaithful to you. Yeah. Right? Because he can't deny himself. He can't deny who he is. Amen. So he will always be there. He will. So don't ever, don't give up. Sure. That's the last thing you should do. That's right. And, and again, we're not sitting here knocking you for your confessions and all that stuff. But every one of us all the time in our life can learn and know things that, and I hope, and they happen in my life all the time, things that I learn. And I'm like, I, I could be doing this better. I didn't understand this correctly. There's a, a more of a part for myself to play in this. And, and so if that's you out there, don't feel bad. 
just be be glad that God had the grace to give us this show today yeah. so we can learn some more and be different. So, guys, if you're struggling with this, you're not the only one. Just when you go to that confession, when you're opening that door, remember, I'm not just going in here to get a cheap shot of grace. It's not a car wash. I'm going in here making a firm decision and resolution in my life to be different. So, Deacon Jeff, thank you for being on here today. You're thank welcome. you for filling uh, Victor's shoes. I know hard they're tiny, but they're, they're hard to fill them. <laughs> so, anyway, thank you for coming in. It's always a joy to have you. Blessed to be here. All right, let's, let's take this to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, it is not enough for us to just go to confession. We're called to make a firm decision to amend our lives as part of that confession. Help us to realize that even though you've given us the grace to move past a particular sin, we still have to have the conviction to constantly turn away from it. And Jesus, whenever we think that we can still tiptoe around certain situations and sins in our lives, remind us that we are leaving a foothold for the devil and flirting with disaster. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.